You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Well, Paul, here we are again. You'll have to excuse me if I sound a little bit weird. I am kind of battling a cold. I don't know why I threw that in there, but it's leading absolutely nowhere. Um, EcoQuest. We're talking about EcoQuest. Um, yes, or as some like to say, EcoQuest. You know, you know what? That's one of the things I was going to mention. I, I learned a lot from this game, and one of those is that canonically it is Echo Quest, because they actually say it in the game. I I can't even remember anymore exactly why they brought up the word uh, Echo Quest. It'd be, it's a little bit weird that they would actually say that in the game, uh, but yeah, I did I make notice of it that. Um, I, I did go through the talkie version, unfortunately. Ugh. I did not like the voice acting. But I did learn it was supposed to be Echo Quest. And yeah, uh, other things that I learned from this game is that if you hacky sack something into the trash, that's called a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> that's, that I don't know if like you caught would... that. I don't know if you caught that. He... Um, he, uh, yeah, he takes a little piece of trash. What's the kid's name again? Adam. Adam, that's right. Adam takes a little piece of trash at the very beginning when you're, like, trying to learn to recycle everything. And he, it's like a little ball of paper that he throws up, kicks it, and it lands in the recycling bin. And he shouts, slam dunk! <laughs> I wonder, wonder if they had, like, an Englishman on their team. <laughs> that sounds like our perception of American basketball. Like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so what did you think? Like, you're the one who really had it in for me playing this game. Uh, this is not, it wasn't simply, oh, do you want to play Echo, uh, Echo Quest? I was like, yeah, sure. It was like, yeah, maybe another time. And like over the span of weeks and months, you eventually chipped away at me until I caved in and played it. Yeah, well, you know, in my defense, I, I gave you a, a list of three games, but but I immediately slandered the other two games to nudge you in this direction. <laughs> and... And as a whole, the other two games are probably better, but I just, I wanted to cover this game because it's, um, it's not a game I think that, that gets talked about almost at all or, or very often. And, and the other two games, uh, to, to everyone listening, we, we were trying to find a game that was like four hours or under, um, to, to be able to get something out for you a lot. I wanted to cover something from this Sierra Discovery series. Um, is this game fun? Well, that's a strong word. Um, <laughs> 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 it's uh it's it's enjoyable you know it's 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 almost like a it's just an interesting little study for me more, i think more than anything just, just to reflect on this game and i think the reason i really picked it getting getting to my bloody point is is uh it had it had a message about the environment that was i think ahead of its time yeah yeah no i i can you know and Maybe you tell me, because I, I did ask you just before recording, you said that you played the floppy disk version. So you played like the full on no voice, um, which I think is probably the ideal way to play this. Uh, my, my version had voices, so I kind of committed to it just because like, I was already in that rabbit hole. Um, I actually can't even, uh, I don't even know if there was an option to turn off the voices. I can't remember anymore because I was just sort of like, well, you know what, I might as well just... If nothing else, it'll be something to talk about. And um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think that the voice acting took it down. Um, I kept imagining the entire time what it would be like 
without the voice acting, and I do think that would be a far superior experience. Uh, I don't really have anything against the game. It's clearly not uh, regarded on the same level as a Space Quest or Quest for Glory, and I think there's good reason for that. Uh, I was only really aware of the game's existence within the past couple years. Um, and, um, but I could still kind of figure like, okay, putting myself back to, uh, when did this come out? Like 92, 91 or something like that. I think 91. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like 11 or 12 maybe at this time. And I can imagine that given the context of this probably would have been like the one game I will be playing for that three months. Uh, and it was a game at all because I was obsessed with games at that time. And, you know, it was all the components are pretty good. The graphics are really good. Um, thing, it's a it's a cool enough game for edutainment. I'll give it that. So I think I could have probably gotten into this, but just the um, uh, the, the voice, the voices ruined it. Like, I'm not going to say that they aren't talented voice actors. It's just that the voices that they gave, I, I really would have just rather to leave it in my own head and use my own imagination. It would have, I think the voices really drag it down to an after school cartoon kind of feel. Whereas, um, otherwise I could have just taken it a little bit more seriously as, uh, an all ages game as opposed to four kids. Right. I'm glad you said that. Cause that was kind of what I was going to steer into is having not played it with voices. Um, I, I, I got the vibe that this game, it's, it's, it doesn't really play necessarily like a kid's game, um, or, or like a, you know, edutainment game. Um, it, it, it just plays as a, a lighthearted, slightly barely dumbed down Sierra game. Um, mm. whereas as soon as you add in, you know, the voice of, of Adam, let's say, who, who drives the entire game, it, you can't escape that, you know, childish feel to it. So I'd imagine having not played it, I'd imagine the voice acting just immediately brings this right back to a discovery series, a, a kid, a kid like game. Whereas, yeah. whereas without it, it, it really doesn't, it, it plays as just kind of a, a light breezy, uh, normal Sierra game, you know, that you happen mm. to be a kid. Um, not, not really anything like Willie Beamish, but in that same kind of spirit where, where it doesn't, you know, just because you're a child doesn't mean it's for children sort of thing. Um, even though, uh, unlike Willie Beamish, this one was for kids or, or directed to it. And, um, mm. but anyway, I, I did play this game when it came out. And, and as you made mention, it, it was that one game that I had for, for three or, or six months or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, of course I got well into, I was probably 10 years old or something when we, when Oh, so we you actually played it. it at the time it came out. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you actually have yeah. the context for this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember. I remember even even making my own little comic book of the, of this game. I, I believe. I wish I knew where that was. Well, actually, I don't wish that. Anytime I wish I had something old and then I find it, it's just really embarrassing. So yeah, we'll let that be in the in the past. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I won't get too much into the nostalgia factor for me because it, it to me it's just it's just a game. It's, it's a it's a fine game. It's not like uh, everyone listening knows that I, I harp on a lot about like Gold Rush and stuff. It doesn't have that level of nostalgia for me. Um, that I'll defend it to its death or whatever, but um, but it is a bit of a nostalgic trip for me. Like my my father at the time was a was a scuba diver, um, which there's a lot of mention of that. I think you even scuba dive at some point in this game, and his father does. So it, it kind of it's almost kinda, the entire game, isn't it? 
Yeah, I guess so. That is how humans <laughs> survive underwater, isn't it? Scuba diving. <laughs> but um, so there, there was things like that, that that made me, you know, made it stick out for me as a child. And then you know, I replayed it a few months ago, and I was overall just kind of impressed with with how normal of a Sierra game it was. Just just kind of a PG Sierra game as opposed to a kids game. I'll stop beating that point to death. I finally I made know. it. I, no, it's actually a very important point to make because I, I seriously dare you to um, look it up on YouTube and just like watch like a walkthrough and just listen to the voices and just it it really does affect the tone of the game and like I said every time I kept trying to picture it without the voices I'd be like no I, I, I could actually play this as just like a Sierra game that's a little bit more all ages and less PG uh, and you know they don't allow deaths which is um uh, which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, if you're going to be in the bottom of the ocean, there's so many cool ways that you could die. And I don't care if it's a kid, but, it, you know, there's there's potential for some really awesome deaths. It's a Sierra game. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, they're like, oh, we can't kill a kid. So I guess I'm, fi- I'm thinking, I guess they want to be less punishing since the target demographic is for kids. But I don't know. I, I just thought it was a missed opportunity if they weren't going in that direction. Because I'm like, damn, there's so many ways you could die in this. That'd be awesome. <laughs> there's bloody off some children here. There's a lot of panicky ways to die in the ocean. Yeah. It, there's and there's a, a million ways to die in the sea. Just, uh, it'd be, I, I, I think it'd be great to explore some of that. Yeah, and they actually had a pretty, there's a pretty intense kind of creepy villain in this in the form of a gigantic black meta ray mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of ominous and creepy. It would have been, would have been nice to see old Adam get off a few times by him. I'm actually really glad because, you know, they, um, uh, they introduce like, oh, it's a manta ray that eats stuff, but then they actually do specifically point out, oh, manta rays aren't usually like this. But for the purpose of this game, it is. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> kind of like, okay, well, I'm glad that they, I actually pointed out the fact of like, oh yeah, manta rays are not actually the harmful rays. They're just the most badass looking. Um, so, you know, it was good that they cleared that up. And it was really cool that uh, they kind of, um, they, they didn't talk down to kids very much. Like there were a lot of times where like, there's some new words that even I kind of um, only half knew in this. And I'm really glad that they're sticking to the whole um, use use whatever words and let the kids figure it out because that's how they learn, right? Because I learned right. a lot of words through Police Quest and Space Quest and Quest for Glory and all those games. You know, I hate it when games are like, oh, we can't use a word because kids don't know what it means. Like, well, yeah, let teach teach us something, right? So Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. And I, that's such a good way to put it too, they, because they, they didn't they didn't dumb it down. They didn't talk down to you uh in the game, it also plays into that strength of, of you know, it doesn't really, again, without the voices, it doesn't really feel like a kid's game. Because, yeah, they, they just, they set, they set the bar where it was and, and let, you know, let the kids ask questions and learn that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've, um, um, yeah, there's, uh, like I said, there's not really much I can really criticize about this game. Um, it wasn't spectacular either. It's not like a favorite of mine, but, um uh, like like I said, it's just the uh, the voiceover is really the only thing I really took issue with. It was um, I think it was kind of funny though. If I, I will point out one little nitpick about it, where it's like the um, <clears throat> the dolphin who's been kind of helping you eventually gets caught in a trap. Spoilers, and the manta ray, um, the called flesh eater, I believe that's his name, uh, takes him Very away. Metal. Yeah, uh, 
takes them away. Like you were both stuck in there. You managed to save yourself and um, your friends are like, Oh, save, save yourself, save yourself. You're like, no, I can't just leave you here. And um, he's like, well, no point both of us dying. So just, uh, you know, go, go find, um, go find Cetus. Cause he's the only thing that can help me now. And then the match really takes him away. I'm sort of like, well, gee, that that's easy. Isn't it? Just find something in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. We're not going to take any advantage of the fact that you're the only thing down here that can get on land <laughs> and use your Well, I mean, your I, my my point is like, you know, they established that Cetus has gone missing. From what I hear tell, the ocean is a pretty big space. There's not really and there's uh, you know, there's not really like, oh, it's not like find something in this attic. It's like find something in all of the ocean that is missing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a bit of a needle in the haystack. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a couple of times my attention was drawn to how how much uh, oxygen he may or may not be, you know, be yeah. equipped with. Details, details. Yeah, like if we're if we if we're to believe police quest, it lasts you about fifteen minutes. If we believe this, it lasts you about like two days. <laughs> so um, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny because again, spoilers. We're just always going to be giving spoilers from here on out. Um, but. You do find Cetus, and he's just sort of like there, like it, it's kind of like um, he was harpooned in in one spot, and uh, you had to get to him by passing through a boat. But there's no reason why you couldn't have seen him from any other point in the game at all. Right, right. It's like, <laughs> oh, Cetus is missing. Yeah, he's right there. He's he's not moving, and he's <laughs> a giant sperm whale. He's literally right there. If you just turn your head slightly, you can see him from here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point too. And and they even the way they illustrate him is is just you know enormous. It, it, a very hard to miss, gigantic, yeah. <laughs> just a dormant whale in the ocean. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go in and look at a look at a playthrough uh, on YouTube because I I need to hear these voices now and and the little things that you picked up on there I kind of want to see again just to have have a few yucks with it. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, before I move on, like you said, it was it was an awesome awesome message for kids and it, you know it makes me makes me wish the game was more popular. It, it definitely came out at, around the time where where Sierra games and adventure games had to start competing with console. And um, it's almost a shame this game wasn't wasn't extremely popular because who knows what state the environment might be in if it mm. was able to influence enough kids because it, it it definitely gets you thinking. Um, my my mum was always a bit of a, a bit of a hippie um, at heart, so so these two games always kind of stuck with me, reminding me of her. Like that's that that would be something she would have put uh, emphasis on growing up. The uh, the sequel to this game is Echo Quest Two: Lost Secrets of the Rainforest, and and that basically covers you know the same thing of of what what uh, us humans are doing to to the rainforest. So anyway, the the whole series has a really cool message. But back to kind of having some fun with it. What I what I love about this game is, Sorry, is I, probably I, I just want to cut you off for one second and just uh, to the uh, listeners, just sort of uh, uh, we, we do apologize for the sound of a child in the background. There's really not a whole lot of a lot we can do about it at this point. Um, but uh, just because we are kind of under the wire to get this episode done, uh, if you could just excuse us and just allow us yeah. this time. Uh, yeah, the kid's going to be uh, uh, it, it's Paul's. It's not mine. If it was mine, I'd actually be able to handle it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Um, 
I don't have kids, and this is why. <laughs> um, yeah, so just uh, if you do hear him running around, uh, I, I'm apologizing on Paul's behalf. But um, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Rick has promised to next day me some children's Nyquil, so this doesn't happen again in the future. <laughs> no. and, and I will say, I, he, my my child has me by the beans because any any sort of discipline will involve him being even louder. So yeah, we're yeah. just we're just rolling with it. But I, um, I, yeah. I, you know, this is from here. You can kind of tell um, the difference in uh, cultural upbringing. I am, uh, uh, I, I am Korean, and my parents are Korean, and therefore I learned that you know when kids behave this way, they are to be uh, punched in the mouth. So, um, <laughs> ha- had it been my child, I probably would have um, made sure that he is not capable of making any sounds by force. Um, so that's why I say, if it had been my kid, he wouldn't be making. Uh, this, uh, I'm not saying that I would have been any better uh, parent. I'm just saying that I would have uh, used brute force until he shut up. If, if we're going to delve into the the, the fun, uh, all the joys behind uh, stereotypes, I, I I would like to also counter that perhaps you could like put like chopsticks up their nose. Isn't that like a mm, like no? A that's thing? no, that's not. We we use a wooden spoon to smack them. <laughs> Seriously, no, this is literally. I'm I'm not joking. It, when when kids get unruly, back in at least in my generation, I don't know what it's like now because I don't have a kid of my own. Uh, but growing up, if you're unruly, uh, the parents are fully entitled to their favorite wooden spoon um, to enforce the rules of the house. <laughs> Um, no, it's not, not quite as glamorous as, as the, the chopsticks <laughs> in the nose, but I'll take it. Uh, a- a- anyways, um, so the, the the point being that if only you had a copy of Echo of Echo Quest to uh, pacify your child, then um, <laughs> yeah. it would be a different situation. I do plan on using Sierra games to teach him how how to spell and type as as opposed to any sort of schooling. I think he's gonna <laughs> do it like me. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So I cut you off there just because I, I just in case people were curious about the background noises. Um, you, you, yeah, no, no. We do acknowledge that there is a child in the background. It is not some um, secret underground child slavery ring that we're trying to keep under wraps. Yeah, no, not at all. He, this bloody kid couldn't throw together a pair of Nikes to save his life. <laughs> um, That's where my people come in. Um, <laughs> got him got himself i love it anyway um <laughs> the point i was making about this game so i i got i got stuck at one point um th- there's a puzzle involving uh totem poles i feel like it's the kind of puzzle that's been done in lots of games where you have to spin the totem pole and match like three images and uh, i got stuck had, had to go to a walkthrough and in doing so i learned that that sierra uh air quotes made a mistake and uh, accidentally made that a dead end. So if you, if you, like the first image you turn, if that's not correct, it'll lock into place. And, and that's it. The game just won't go, you know, won't go forward. Um, Adam doesn't die or get hit by a wooden spoon or anything fun like that. The game just, you know, you're just <laughs> stuck. You have to restart. But I just, I love See, we've, how. We've never seen that in a Sierra game before, have we? <laughs> Exactly. I, I love how bloody Sierra that is. Even in the Discovery <laughs> series, there's, there's just a cruel. This is from children, man. This is really cruel. And and honestly, 
like Sarah's so used to the way they did things. I, I kind of don't believe, or at least I don't want to believe that it was a mistake. I think that that's just yeah. the way they are. And, and they probably, at some point, probably somebody said like, hey, you know, this was a kid's game. We shouldn't have that in there. And they were probably like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> and the, the most Sierra thing about it is that you probably can't even tell that it's screwed up when it happens. It's just kind of like, yeah, just keep working at that. See, see if, how long it takes you to figure out that you're screwed. Yes, exactly. And and, and looking it up and learning that, I, I would have never sought answers for that. I, I just, I was just content in knowing, like, it's a Sierra game. Here's here's one of the dead ends that happened. <laughs> so, so they offer uh, you, an excuse. You did when you pitched me to play the game, or I should say, when I finally uh, caved in and decided to play the game. Uh, you did warn me specifically about that puzzle, so I thankfully did not spend too much time there um because that is definitely something i would not want to do is um you know we we had to yeah we, we had to get this game ready um under uh a very short period of time because we um the game that we originally had planned to um play for this episode didn't end up working out so we were kind of down to the wire and like okay we need a game that we can finish in less than four hours or or fewer than four hours, whatever the grammatically is correct. I don't know. I'm I'm under a lot of Nyquil at the moment, but um, and but it was like okay. Uh, how about Unlike Echo my Quest? child? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like how about Echo Quest? Sure, <laughs> why not? Whatever, I don't care. Um, and Echo Quest is sort of like, hey, it's a quest. Right. It's Sierra. Maybe this will get back some of the listeners that we've lost over the last couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can do. We can bloody. We'll tuck into some classic for you lot. We promise. We promise. <laughs> um, I, I guess if, if I was to say one thing about this game for for anyone listening who's like, you know, it, it's going to go one of two ways. Either a hearing this podcast is is all the experience with Echo Quest they'll ever need, and that's fine. Um, or you know, it could be like well, now that I've heard about it, I, I'd like to go check it out. So I, I'll just say as as far as like a sort of sales pitch is. You know, keep your expectations realistic for a Discovery Series title. But that being said, if you've been avoiding it because you feel like it's a kid's game, don't. Like, if you're avoiding it for any other reason, totally cool. But but don't avoid it because it's it's a Discovery Series game. Because I do think if you play the floppy version with, with no bloody voices, I do think you'll, you'll get an experience that will probably be surprisingly good in the sense that it's, it doesn't really play like a, like a child's game. Uh, provide like like you said, provided you use the floppy disk version, um, <clears throat> because there was no escaping that it was a kids game uh, with the voices, and I kind of really felt, um, I really felt that kind of driven home <laughs> while I was playing it. And I was kind of like, man, you know, um, and you know, for the very beginning part of it, it w- it did feel a little bit heavy handed with the uh, educational stuff, and um, I was kind of like, you know. This is why I liked a game like Carbon San Diego because I didn't really feel like I was learning. Um, it just let me learn. Right, right. <laughs> right. And uh, I learned some cool things from Carbon San Diego. Yeah. And you're, Again, you're I, can't, right. I, I can't stop driving home this point. If only if it didn't have the voices, I would have been completely okay with it. Yeah, no, and I, I, I totally get that because I, I have kind of an aversion towards – child actors in general it, it, i'm just very e- i get easily annoyed by by child actors even if they're they're pretty good i i 
I don't like even the best of them. I still think they're kind of shit. It's like they're good for kids, I guess. I just mm-hmm. I don't I don't like kid actors and and voice acting and stuff like that. It, it's, well, the, Adam I, sounds like Linus from Charlie Brown, um, <laughs> like literally. Like if you watch like the Car- Charlie Brown Christmas special or something like that, it sounds like like one of those kids. I'm I'm tempted to say Linus because I kind of felt like. Uh, you know, while I was listening to these voices, that was what jumped in my head. I was like, this sounds like it'd be Linus or something from Charlie Brown. Um, and, but even worse was the voice of, uh, what, what is that dolphin's name? It was some weird, uh, um, Delphinius. Uh, the voice of Delphinius, I think was like, kind of like the worst one just because I'm sort of like, oh, just let me imagine this guy's voice because this is just like the worst voice uh, that they could have chosen. That just really drives home that's for kids. Uh, and the um, the narrator has a nice voice, uh, read the lines fine, but just really drove home that whole edutainment aspect to mm, it all. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. I'll, I'll try to not bring up the voices anymore because that's all I've been talking about. But literally, there's really not a whole lot I could say about this game, except it was fine. Just the voices sucked. That's that's yeah. my that's all I can really contribute to this conversation. Well, uh, uh, my my blanket statement about this game is is the same. It's it's this game is fine. I just I just don't add the voices part because I didn't play that version. But but it, overall, it's it's just fine. It's it's a good bloody time. It moves by quick. It's it's nice to play a game with with achievable puzzles because even though it's a kids game, I kind of blocked that that out and and allowed myself to be proud of myself. So I'm like, oh, I'm. I'm bloody killing it at this game. I'm slaughtering these puzzles. I'm so good at this, <laughs> which, I, which I've never felt like before during an adventure game. Um, so that was nice for the old ego. Um, well, this is almost it, like, uh, this is probably like a precursor to the hidden object game uh, as yeah. we know it today, because it really is, there's not really a whole lot of puzzles. Um, you know, there are some, if you want to progress to the main uh, story, but a lot of like the points, if you're a completionist, you want points. It's basically here's a screen, find all the things you need to clean up. Yeah, it's it's kind of you're more running errands than than doing puzzles in this game. And and I love that that such a large chunk of this game is cleaning up garbage because everybody knows that children in 1991 love nothing more <laughs> than cleaning up rubbish. <laughs> That's, that was a bloody good time. Um, <laughs> it's a fun scavenger hunt. It's it's just cleaning up garbage. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I think if they uh, if they might have marketed this as uh, a kids game because I don't I don't know much about the Discovery series. Um, I was very sheltered away from it by around this time, so I never knew about it. Like I said, I didn't even know uh, Echo Quest was a thing until a couple of years ago. So. Um, I don't know how much it was marketed for kids, but I think if it did, I think that's probably the disservice. I think there was too many people who passed it up because, oh, well, it's an edutainment title. It's uh, it's made for kids to teach them things, and I don't play games for learning. Um, And, I mean, you know, I, I guess there, that might have sold a few people based on that, but I think there's probably a lot of people who would have gotten a good three-star experience out of this um, if they bothered to try it. Yeah, there you go. No, I'd agree. I, I, I think any anyone listening now, I, I don't think we have any uh, younger listeners, so I think I confidently say anyone listening now that was to go play it, I, I think 9 out of 10 will walk away with, with that three-star review. Like you said, I think I think you'd be a little little impressed 
buy it uh, considering it's a Discovery series, and if not that, then then just thinking, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, the Discovery series was like some of the other games in that was like Pepper's Adventures in Time. Um, I've Dr. never even Brain. heard of that until now. Oh, get, do, do, really, Dr. Yeah, Brain? That, Did you say Dr. Brain? Because that was a good one. Yeah. Why didn't you recommend yeah. I play that one? Because <laughs> people know that one, right? I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> Fair you know, enough. Be, since, we're, since we've just lost some listeners, let's go with something ridiculously <laughs> obscure to get them back. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring them back with some edutainment. <laughs> um, so, but but I guess my point with, with the Discovery series, it's it's kind of a mix. Like Doctor Brain is is actually kind of a good time still. Peppers uh, mixed up Mother Goose, mixed up Fairy Tales. I, I haven't revisited them, so I don't know. But I can't imagine they're particularly a good time for for you know for adults. Nostalgia aside, well, mixed up Mother Goose is like old, um, isn't it? It is. I, I just read this the other day from one source, so I could be wrong, but I just read that that was the first like multimedia CD-ROM game ever released. Mixed up Mother Goose? Not sh- yeah, Mixed up Mother Goose. I, w- I was totally surprised by that. Um, and I, I heard it from a guy later. on the internet. Huh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's from well, a guy on the internet. It's pretty reputable. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up because I, I thought that was like uh, I thought that was like AGI era. I thought that was like old school. Um I know mix up fairy was, tales. This game has kind of, a Mother Goose has a lot of versions of it. I, I think there might even be four, but there's definitely there's an AGI, and then there's an SCI EGA, and then there's a CD-ROM. Okay, so it's it's just been remade a bunch of times. Because I know yeah, um, I had to get my my pocket protector out for that. That was a pretty <laughs> nerdy stat. Because I know um, mix up fairy tales is one that I wasn't aware of for the longest time. So I, yeah, I, same only, here. I only knew about Mixed Up Mother Goose, Mixed Up Fairy Tales. I only learned, you know, a lot of these things I just learned recently is really within the last couple of years. So I didn't, I when people say Mixed Up Fairy Tales, I kind of uh, thought they were talking about Mixed Up Mother Goose. I didn't realize it was like a whole, totally different thing. Um, right. Yeah, same here with with those two. I didn't know about fairy tales until recently. I think I had Mother Goose growing up because I recognized the opening screen and that weird tingly spider <laughs> sense this has happened before vibe, but but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I do remember probably uh, – I, I know we're going way off track here, but I'm just going to say that I, I remember probably around the time when the VGA point and clicks – no, no, not even um, – Probably late '90s, early 2000s, when I first kind of discovered Abandonware was a thing, is when I finally got around to playing um, Mixed Up Mother Goose because I um, found a copy of it lying around on the internet, and um, uh, and by that point I was already kind of like, nah, this I, I missed the boat on this one. This isn't anything that I'm going to have any fun playing." Um, but I hear good things about mixed up fairy tales, so maybe we should try that one one of these days. Yeah, probably. I mean, I imagine it's probably a, a right good time if you played it when you were younger, like you know, like Gold Rush to, to me. Like I, I stand by the fact that I don't expect most people to enjoy that. Um, not that it's a kids game, but it does try and teach you some things, which is not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and, and yes, and. and with Echo Quest, like I, I didn't play the second one growing up uh, at all, and I did re, I did well, just not replay it. I just played it for the first time like six months ago or whatever. Um, and, and I have the exact same opinion on the first one. It's 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 good. If anything, I guess surprisingly good because I you know was looking at it like you know maybe this is for kids and blah blah blah. But um, I, I really did enjoy the second one as well. The second one has great music too, but um, 
Yeah, these are these are cool, cool little gems to unearth. I mean, I I think another reason I wanted to bring this one up as opposed to some of the more well-known ones we talked about is, you know, everyone in this little niche that loves these old Sierra games or Lucas or whatever these old classics. It's it's always nice to have to to kind of put a spotlight on one that that most of us probably did, never got around to playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, there's there's really no not much new new news when it comes to classic things that's what i guess makes it classic um so it's nice to be like hey you know we, we've if you've beaten space quest to death like i have and still love it i felt bad saying that immediately because I, I love it so much i'm sorry <laughs> <Roger>. um <laughs> but you know if, if you've just you know if, if you're looking for uh, something a little fresh that that's still old that's a challenge then then <laughs> you know echo quest i think is pretty cool Speaking of news, before we before we wrap up, uh, it is so rare, as I'm alluding to, to, to have new news on old things. But and I'm sure a lot of you heard, heard this already. I don't know uh, because again, it's there's never new news. So something happened. But according to Kotaku and Screen Rants, uh, of all people, Ken and Robertus Williams' uh, home is for sale. Yes, yes, we are all very aware of that. Thank you. So that's it, buddy. Give give Echo Quest a go, maybe. Probably. All right, there you go. Um, and if you have, or when you do, drop us a line. Let us know what you thought about it. We are on Facebook. We are a group and a page. We are um, on Patreon. Find us there at the Classic Gamers Guild. We're on Twitter at the CG Guild. We're on Instagram at CGG Podcast, and um, you can send us an email. Probably one of the more ideal ways of contacting us because neither of us check our Facebook messages. Our email address is mail at classicgamersguild.com. And uh, don't do a litter. What? A littering. Because you're not supposed to litter in the game. Uh, just don't do a murder. <laughs> <laughs>